Right then, kids, welcome to the SWP. We are here with your weekly tales of the hottest, juiciest, sometimes cringiest tales of sports and whatever. It's all brought to you by our great, our good and great friends at Jim K. Ford. Hello, Jason. One of our great listeners as well. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, Big J. Admiral Checkley von Jason. <laughs> the car man, Jason Carman. Yeah, we should introduce ourselves now that Jason K has been well introduced. Uh, my name is Steve Warren. I'm here in the nation's capital. Jimmy Jerome out in Edmonton. And James, it was one week ago. It was yep. minus three, freezing rain, power yep. outages all over the city. Yes. Today, here on Thursday, April 13th, 2023, in the year of our Lord, it is plus 29 and sunshine. It's literally a little bit hot. I, I don't need it this hot, actually. Plus so, 29. I know. Holy Crazy, God. right? That's fucking nuts. <laughs> totally. What is it there in Edmonton? Well, let's have a gander, Steve. I'm going to go with, uh, it might Not- be that. Hang on. It's hot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, minus three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's actually twelve. That's twelve not degrees. Bad. Not bad. Yeah, you, not you've bad. got Stanley Cup fever to keep you warm there, at least. Oh, my friend. Yeah. Uh, although, Steve, can I guys. just mention to the people what we were uh, talking about before we come on air? Uh, I'm drilling some drugs back last night. Okay, and uh, uh-huh. I take some for sleep, Stevie. And uh, a friend of mine. Uh, they're not working very well anymore, Steve. Maybe you become immune to them or something. Right. And uh, I think you do. I talked to my doctor. I'm like, you, you got to, you got to beef these up, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping like three, four hours a night. I go to bed I can fall asleep. Right, 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 right. And uh, so anyway, I took, um, which is you're you're probably not supposed to do this, Steve. Take someone else's prescription meds. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing without without the you without kids little, at home. Yeah, without a consult with the doctor. Anyway, I I popped one of those, Stevie, and I woke up 11 hours later. <laughs> man, oh, man. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good run. Do you feel yeah. refreshed right now? I'm like, what? what yeah, totally refreshed. Are you kidding me? Yes, that's absolutely good. refreshed. Yeah. Can I submit uh, that maybe you don't need medication? Maybe you need to not have 18 cups of coffee as he drinks a big swig right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What coffee? Uh, I don't know if coffee has anything to do with keeping up. Yeah. Does it? No, not sure. Studies are still under underway. I don't know. Anyway, it's uh, eighteen cups, Steve. Yep. <laughs> but go to the meds. <laughs> don't cut back in the coffee. Don't get a little exercise or anything. Anyway, it's it's a it's a great little it's a great little pill. My God, yeah. I won't. Uh, <laughs> you can find me if you want to know what it is. But I better phone yeah. my doctor, Steve. I don't know if my heart stopped or what for might have gone into oblivion. If you're in that deep asleep for 11 straight hours and nature came a calling, say at two 30 in the morning, I'd be a little concerned. The old, uh, I see the accident there. I see the Amazon package just arrived. Steve, the rubber cover sheet for my <laughs> mattress. <laughs> now, you know what? That, that might not be so bad, Stevie. A little rubber cover sheet on your bed going, I I don't need to get up to have a leak. I can just have one right here. <laughs> I mean, it's a little damp, maybe. Sure, but, yeah, yeah. You know, you do the same move, Steve. I've taught guys over the years about mm-hmm. just lying on your side on the golf course, right? And sure. Have a squirt. You might, need a little, you might need a little canyon in your mattress there just to uh, 
collective to gather it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it might stream off the sides and make a real mess on the car. It's not perfect, Steve, that system. It's not perfect, but (laughs) sounds perfect, but yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll trial and error it, Steve, over the next week and get back to you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to get, yeah. I mean, the city of Ottawa right now is uh, bananas, uh, but uh, I'm sure it'll be, you know, back to minus three tomorrow. So uh, welcome to the proceedings, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. It won't all yeah. be about uh, what our bodies are doing. Trust me. No. But no. it is Stanley Cup playoff time starting. I think it starts Monday. We're down to the Baby. final few games right now. Uh, as we're recording this right now, as soon as I'm done recording, I'm going to go jump, uh, watch the Sens finale as they play in Buffalo against the Sabres. And that mm-hmm. one has kind of a neat feel to it because Craig Anderson was here he probably was here when you were here doing radio that long he ago. He's here for a good part of a decade. I think 2011 he arrived. And now, about three years ago, they decided, okay, he's getting up there. We're going to move on from him. And then he goes on. He's about to turn 42 next month. He goes on to have three more decent years in the NHL. and looks like he's going to close it out. Potentially, he hasn't decided officially, but at 42, kind of some nice symmetry that he is going to take on his former team and my immediate thought was like, wow, there's going to be all kinds of senators who want to you know, hang with their old pal. To give you an right. idea of the senators and the amount of change they've had in the last three years, they yeah. only have three guys who will be playing in tonight's game. Kachuk, Batherson, and Brandstrom, who actually played with Craig Anderson three years ago when he was still an Ottawa senator. That's the kind of turnover it's been. But still, wow. for Sens fans, kind of a neat moment to see yeah. Andy some- maybe walk off into the sunset tonight. Yeah, they had a couple of blasts of greatness there, Steve, down the stretch. Yeah, yeah the Sens this season, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, there was, uh, you know. They played all right the last 20 games or so. Yeah, they had a five-game Western road trip about a month ago, and that really un- unraveled them. They were they were on a run of 12-4. and four. They had won five right. in a row. Jacob Chikrin had just gotten to town, and then everything came apart. Cam Talbot got hurt right before the start of that road trip. They... I think they went on a run after that of one five and one, and that was really where the season kind of ended for them. And as I've said, three straight years now they've gotten off to terrible starts, which takes away all your room for error, and uh, they needed that room for error, particularly this year. Wait, wait for this, Stevie. Okay, um, I'm, I'm, I've got a gut feeling about this. Mm-hmm. They're going to finish tonight. It's game eighty-two, right? It's their last game. Yeah. Yep, which it is for a bunch of teams. And by by the way, Steve, before I get to this, you know, uh, you and I have always talked about, you know, the the, the silly, is it, they call it the silly season, I guess. Like, let's get to the playoffs, you know, uh, um, because of the obvious that, you know, a bunch of teams got the X beside them. They make the playoffs and there's freaking six, seven games left with a bunch of teams that aren't going to make it. It's like, oh, this is no good, man. This is a drag. However, right. Steve, the finish to this year <laughs> was down to the last game or second last game in both yeah. divisions, <laughs> right, in both conferences. So uh, I, it was good. It was good. It was really good watching Calgary and Nashville. Pittsburgh, right, gets eliminated last night by the Islanders. So those are those are huge games, you know. Even though, And uh, by the way, the Raptors had a play-in game. They lose by five. Uh, so... The end of the season, Stevie, was good this year. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Compared, compared to last year, if you if you look at the Eastern standings last year, I think by about the end of February, it was decided. There was a massive drop-off. Boston and Washington were the two wild cards. 
And I think the Islanders were next, something like 20 points back of those teams. Mm -hmm. So there was no drama at all in the East. And this year, on the other hand, like you said, it's been really interesting down the stretch. So here's the playoff matchups as of right now. Boston, Florida, Carolina versus the Islanders, Jersey versus the Rangers, Leafs, Lightning, and out West, Vegas against the Jets, Edmonton against the Kings, Dallas against Seattle, Colorado versus Minnesota. Uh, as we speak right now, um, there's still a couple of things that might be moved around, but uh, that's generally what the first round is going to look like, and it looks like it's going to start on Monday night. And yeah, it was a great run to this point, and there's going to be some great matchups. I think Leafs and Tampa is, uh, you can have the rest. I mean, that's the one that I'm absolutely all over. Tampa Bay is going to be really interesting. They've won three straight Eastern titles. They've gone to the cup final three straight years in a row, whereas the Leafs, they haven't been out of the first round since 2004. So something's got to give. Yep. Pittsburgh, by the way, um, first first time they've missed the the playoffs since Sid Crosby joined the team. 16 years in a row they made the playoffs. Um, They're out. Uh, So... Uh, here's here's a couple of things, Stevie. Uh, to win the Stanley Cup, you need to have hot goaltending, like exceptional goaltending, and momentum, Steve, going in. A little momentum going in is one, one of the things. People might argue a little bit. But if you got old man Mo and you got your goalie tearing it up, okay, you're, you're going to go deep. Look no further, Steve, than your Edmonton Oilers, my friend, okay? They're 13-0. Right now, their last little run here. Yeah. And Skinner is playing fantastic. Yep. They finally got that goalie. Yeah. That's and the other one is if you want to go deep, uh, you want to have Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins getting 100 points. Yep. Yep. Are you, are you backing me up on this, on the Oilers, or what? what's, what's your take? Well, as of last we spoke, I, I had mentioned that I am throwing all my emotional support behind them once – the Leafs hash has been settled. Okay. okay. Once the Leafs are out of the mix, then I'll be looking for something to get emotional about. The only emotion I have right now with the Ottawa Senators out of the playoffs is my dislike for the Toronto Maple Leafs and their fan base. Right. Uh, So once that's all settled, squared away, and the run from 1967 to present day continues, then I'm all in on your Oilers. They're so much fun to watch, so much skill there. And yeah, you can't you can't deny they have momentum going into the uh, into the playoffs. Although I, you know, some guys, the thing about momentum, it's it's not really a. I don't think it's really a thing. I think it just generally comes down to confidence, whether it's within a game or whether you know it's uh, leading into the playoffs. Um, and I think there's you know everybody's buying in, everybody's pulling on the rope, everybody believes right. in Edmonton, and uh, and they've got this insane power play right now it's not just a two it's not just a two horse offensive machine anymore you are getting you know a guy like uh nugent hopkins or evander kane you've got some support there but biggest thing of all is what you mentioned off the top it's the goaltending you've got goaltending that can play well enough to win you games right so stevie here's the other thing uh about the sends that that i think will happen after tonight's game um, the timing of it, I, I, I'm not sure, but but I think the last move will be 
either by the present ownership or they maybe have they maybe have decided Steve who the new ownership is but they've said okay let's wait till after the season okay till after tonight's game instead of announcing us because uh i i think here's what's going to happen Steve that the new ownership will be announced shortly but and and right after that Steve i think they're going to let everybody go to give a, to breathe some life into the sends uh, so I think the GM's going to go, and I think the coach is going to go. With Certainly the, with possible. The new ownership. I mean, the, if you just look at it without any sort of emotion and just plug in the the head coach is Dave and the GM is Bart, and Bart's been the GM since 2017, and uh, they've missed the playoffs every year. Right. And the head coach has been here for four years and hasn't been to the playoffs. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of – that's that's got to be in play. I think if you know, no, not, no matter who that next owner is, certainly he he may or he or she may want to bring in their their entirely own staff. Well, think of trying to pitch tickets, right? Trying to sell seasons tickets, and if they don't do anything, Steve, right? And they and they, you know, when the season's over, that they right away come back and go, listen, get a deal on renewing your tickets, you know, early bird sale and all this stuff, Steve. That if you were if you were a season ticket holder, you're going to go. Uh, I, I, I'm going to wait, I think, you know, I'm going to wait. I, I I don't know if I want a bunch of tickets that I have, you know, I bought four tickets last year, you know, for freaking 20 grand or whatever it is. I might wait until they change it up. Just, just a thought. Yeah. I think, um, I know uh, I cer- would, I know cer- I would. I'm gonna- Certainly possible, but I think season ticket holders who actually go to every game, I think they're optimistic, even if there's the status quo with coach and GM, everybody's got some ideas. You know, some people say, yeah, they got to go get a goalie. Some people say you got to get a new coach, but I think in the big picture, the people that are actually forking over the money for their season tickets and actually going to the games, I think they're pretty content with the optimism they have for how skilled and fun this team is to watch. Yes. You want to get to the playoffs. I don't think I'll have this same take this time next year. If they miss the playoffs again, then you're going to be dealing with an ornery crowd but you look back at uh, the game the other night, Claude Giroux gets 1,000 points. He was unbelievable in a 3-2 win over Carolina. That place was absolutely jam-packed with almost 19,000 fans, and mm. they're out of it at this stage. And it's like, oh, wow. it was, uh, it's a Monday night, a holiday, holiday weekend on a Monday night, and it's the Carolina Hurricanes. They're a great team, but they're still the Carolina Hurricanes. Not, I don't see a lot of Hurricane jerseys around town here, right. and yet... Sens fans came out 19,000, I think it was, uh, strong to support the Senators. I think the wow. optimism is so, so high about this team right now, but they absolutely must make the playoffs and take another jump next year. Wow, I find that surprising. Yeah. I, can't, I can't put a finger on why that would happen. I wouldn't go. Well, come on, Jim. Come on. Let's, you know. You wouldn't go to a Sens game if they were winning cups. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Speaking of winning cups, you mentioned Sidney Crosby, uh, many-time cup cup winner. He and the Pittsburgh Penguins missing the playoffs. That is a very weird, weird thing because the Penguins held the longest active playoff streak in all of North American pro sports, 16 straight years, and so they're not going to be around for the playoffs. Islanders beat the Habs to clinch that four to two last night, so they get the eighth and final seed in the East. And uh, meanwhile, I guess it was against Chicago the other night where the Penguins were because the Islanders 
they lost the game against Washington earlier this week, and they thought, okay, we're done. We're done. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Pittsburgh beat Chicago, and, da, 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 and Chicago right. came up with a big upset to make um, the possibility of the Islanders getting in there um, a reality. So Crosby and, and the company are, are gone. And then another cup winner, who's a famous captain as well, Jonathan Taze, I wanted to mention, he is not a Chicago Blackhawk after tonight. He spent his entire 15-year career with the Chicago Blackhawks. Most of it is right. the captain. And, uh, yeah, GM Kyle Davidson announced that Taze will be playing his final game with the franchise tonight against the Flyers, 34 years of age, and not going to be re-signing with his contract expires. So that's weird. At home? Is Chicago at home? Um, be a big game to go to if you're a big supporter I'm, of Taze. I'm not sure. Let me look. Home. Uh, United Center. Oh, there we go. Yep. Good for him. Congratulations. Yeah. You don't see it very often, a guy standing that long with one team. For sure. Yeah. The Claude Giroux effect. And uh, I don't think anybody who gets Jonathan Taves is going to get as effective a hockey player as the 34-year-old the Ottawa Senators got in Claude Giroux. Mm -hmm. But I still Mm -hmm. think there's a lot of leadership and intangibles that he could deliver. Hey, here in Ottawa, if, uh, if you can pick up Jonathan Taves at a very reasonable price tag, I still might kick the tires on that guy because Claude Giroux, what he's delivered, and it's it's four or five years late into this rebuild, he brought in this unbelievable leadership quality and mm-hmm. a level of just quality on the ice. Just teaching guys by watching and, and teaching them at practice. There's almost a player coach in there. And for a team that's got basically a rookie head coach, to have a guy like that on the ice that's sort of a player coach effectively. Right. I don't know that Jonathan Taze would be a bad option for the Ottawa Senators, but I certainly wouldn't pay much more than a couple of million for him at this stage of his career. Well, let's watch for that. Yeah, I don't I'm not calling anything. I just say if the if the price were right, and I'd probably take a look at that guy because uh I saw what Claude Giroux was able to offer in the leadership department, and I think Jonathan Taze is cut from the same cloth. Right. Uh, let's take a time out of the program, ladies and gentlemen. You mentioned the Oilers being 13-0. How about the Tampa Bay Rays being 13-0, tying the Major League Baseball modern era record to start the year? We'll get into that and some more hockey talk coming up after these words. With life moving so fast, don't you wish you could just freeze time? Well, that's what Jim K. Ford is doing for you because right now when you custom order a new 2023 Ford F-150 from Jim K., you can lock in your factory order bonus of up to $3,500. And if there's a better incentive when you take delivery, you can choose that instead. It's that simple. Start your journey today at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com At Jim K. Ford Lincoln if you're looking to buy or sell a home, the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team can help. Glenn helped me sell a home a couple of years ago, and one of the things he took care of was the staging, which is crucial. I mean, and especially in this market, you have to stage in this market. You have to present the homes online well because buyers' expectations have changed, and they're so knowledgeable now. They go online, and they can see the photos. If they don't like the photos and it doesn't present well online, they're not going to go see the home. Find out more from Glenn online today, glennwalton.com. So are you following the Blue Jays right now? Am I ever, baby? Uh, yeah. As you know, I, lo- I love baseball. Can you think about an 84 yeah. start, James? Would you ever think you're four and a half games out of the out of the lead? At yeah, eight right. and four, four and a half out that well, Tampa Bay's 13 and 0. Right. Crazy start. And uh yeah, that's gonna be an interesting division this year. You get the Yankees also off to an eight and four start. 
So, uh, yeah, you might have three teams right there. It's early. This just in. It's 162 games. <laughs> but, right. uh, yeah, I think that those might be your your, your top three teams uh, in the AL East. Well, I'll tell you what, Stevie. Um, there is eight of those games that they won, Steve. They came came from behind. They were losing. Last night's game was fantastic. They were down 3-1. They won in the bottom of nine. Or right. extra. Sorry, they won in 10. Uh and so that was yet another game that they won coming coming from behind. There was a game the other night they won, I think eleven ten or twelve eleven or something. Uh, you know, it's it's everyone's a, bit, a little bit of rust, you know, on everyone. Yeah. But they're supposed to be the real deal, man. And uh, uh, again, you know, look, look look at their lineup. Their lineup is just and is just never stops. You know, if yeah. you're a pitcher, murderers like, row stuff. Uh, it's just like what? Who's starting off Springer? You know. Who's next? I think Bichette. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, if we can get through him, who else? Vladdy Guerrero. Oh, great. And then what about, you know, Chapman? Yeah. Okay, who's who's batting about 7,000 right now? Yeah. Uh, he's, like, he's he's unreal. He's absolutely unreal. Bichette's hit a couple of homers already. So, the, um, the pitching, Stevie. This just in, Steve. I have, I have uh, as, as being a pundit, Steve, on sports, all sports. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah. Uh, I have come to let everyone know today, Stevie, I waited to unleash this, but pitching is the key, Stevie. Wow. Right? So you're is speechless, it, right? You is it what? pitching and defense? Is, is, that, is that what you're telling me? Pitching first, Steve. Okay, good. Pitching good. first, yeah. Fair enough. You can hit all the home runs you want, Steve. If you don't have a pitcher, you're going to be in trouble. Now, I don't know if you saw how the whole field is laid out now because uh, they've made some renovations very late playing their home opener. And yep. I don't know if you had a chance to see how close the bullpens are to the outfield stands. It's crazy. Like I did. And uh, like I know what you're there, referring there's, there's, to. There's no barrier at all for the most part. Like there was a couple of cases against the Tigers where a beer ends up in the, in the bullpen area. And there was one point where uh, one of the Tigers relievers coming into the game and the, a, a, a fan is basically, well, he could, he could lean over and lick him. He didn't lick right. him though. Uh, he basically screamed in his face from about two inches away. And I don't know if that's good for business necessarily. Something's going to get out of hand this summer with that. Yeah, it's really uh, they've they've been profiling it a lot during the game, almost to the point where it was annoying about the new changes in the, you know, the the dimensions. Right? Are I think they're shorter. The 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 uh, the out, the old fan the outfield fence is closer. Um, but then they've got all these areas they're talking about, which are sort of gathering places of people, Steve, without, without the standard seating, you know, right. uh, and they're, whatever they're calling them spaces. Uh, and some of it's really cool. Like there's a general admission place that is, people are rushing to it, Steve, apparently, uh, which is way out in the outfield. Okay. General admission, which would be the cheapest ticket. Uh, but it's a, party atmosphere man it's, it's cool it's super cool and there's a couple other spots around that are sponsored so i forget what they're called with certain decks yeah. um but the the flaw stevie 100 is they are looking at that today going we got to fix that we got to fix that that yeah, like uh, some netting or something to keep so, something that yeah. and and eventually the the other thing too steve it's kind of like it's the visiting bullpen is like it like like it's taken up the first 10 rows uh, you know, of a, of a section, 
like right it's like jammed right into the middle of the section and i'm i'm sure they're looking at that today going this is going to be a problem right yeah we we want fans to get there we want fans to get drunk we want them to buy beer at 20 a crack we want them to have a party and be vocal and they're showing up in droves right it's 40 they're getting 40,000 here their mm-hmm. their homestand just started right yep uh so i i think they're going to have to fix that visiting teams steve will just not put up with it yeah they won't you know, yeah, I mean, it's the uh, same for both sides, of course. But, uh, well, this just in, Blue Jay fans are not going to be uh, doing anything but loving the Blue Jays. Because on the other side, on the, uh, I think it's on the right field, um, you know, those guys, the Jays relievers, are, they're obviously not going to be hassled. It's not really an issue out there because right. Jays fans are tongue-bathing them. Uh, they're not screaming in their face and throwing beer cans their way. And I think it's only going to get worse. As, right. You know, you've got 81 games in this building. Chances are... For at least a, I don't know, quarter of them, you're going to have some guys who are absolutely hammered and thinking right. about World Series and doing whatever they. I'm helping the team out here. I right. you know go yell at that guy over there. So that's not going to work. They're going to have yeah. To you can almost whip them in the top of the. You can almost touch them in the top of the head, as you say. You can almost lick them. Um, I I think I I guess probably what they're doing today is a bunch of warnings. You know, like if you're going to sit in that section, pipe down. Pipe down. You can't be screaming at pitchers while they're warming up. Yeah. And definitely, you know, the, the least, uh, you know, you can't. We'll, we'll see what happens. They're, well, they're, I never saw it, less it's, urgency. It's yeah. I never saw less urgency than uh, than the Toronto security guard. <laughs> when that guy comes down as the reliever is leaving the other night and just starts screaming in his face, about two inches from his face. Right. The Toronto security guard is kind of moseying down like the A&W root bear. Boom, right. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. He was not really that interested in stopping the fan from screaming at the Detroit Tiger. Relaver, just saying. Meanwhile, as I mentioned, Tampa Bay off to a 13-0 start, and their attendance is among the worst in baseball. Like, just, you know, this is a yeah. team that continues to be rumored. You know, they have a terrible lease where they can't get out of it and everything. But, man, meanwhile, Montreal... Oh, Montreal, still waiting on the return of the Montreal Expos. There have been always rumblings here and there. Maybe they're going to share their season. Some games at the, well, in Montreal somewhere, uh, some games in Tampa Bay. That sure would be nice to think that uh, that could happen, but uh, probably not to be. It's just a shame that a team that's that good and can it's really since, I mean, since they came into, the, into Major League Baseball, they've generally been a good team. And they, for whatever reason, just don't draw the interest of the uh, the Tampa Bay area fans at Tropicana Field. At some stage, you'd think that uh, they'd send them somewhere where, like a Montreal. No, it's just an expert fan talking. It'd be nice if they sent them somewhere like a Montreal. Yeah, like like a Montreal, yeah. Um, was the great pitcher, Steve, uh, Pedro Martinez with Montreal? That's correct. They had him on the. They had him on TV last night, Steve. They brought him in to interview him, Buck Martinez, uh-huh. and what and what's his face? And they interviewed him for a good good five ten minutes. Dan Schulman. Yeah, and he had his uh, Dan Schulman, and he had his uh, uh, Expos jersey on. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. He was sitting in the booth with the Expo jersey. So uh, you never know, Stevie. You never know. Um, I always whether- respect. I mean, we always loved him. He's he for one. There's two stories that I always think about with Pedro Martinez. The first one is how you never judge 
a trade on the day it happens until you actually get to know everybody. I was annoyed when the Expos traded away Delino to Shields and ended up with this Pedro Martinez character. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I love Delino. And yeah. quite, quite clearly wrong there. The other part was how much I love Pedro Martinez for when the Red Sox won the World Series. And I think, I think the year they broke the curse of the Bambino, if I'm not mistaken, how right. he spoke so lovingly about the Montreal Expos and his time there and how he feels for the fans and how this championship is for them. And uh, yeah, Montreal Expo fans have nothing but lovely thoughts about Pedro Martinez. Yeah. You know, if, and and so fans aren't showing up, Steve. Okay. And you might have the excuse, Steve, if you go, you know, Tampa Bay is where all athletes go to die. And we're going to look at it and go, well, wait a minute. Uh, How have the bucks done Mm -hmm. in the last few years? Right. Oh, yeah, they snapped up a Super Bowl there, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about the Lightning? Tampa Bay Lightning. Two of the last three Stanley Cup wins. In Two the of the last three last Stanley year. Cups. And the only one we're worried about this year is the is the, is the the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays. So how's that going to bring fans? 13-0. Yeah, thir- right. 13-0. Well, I don't you know, care other for the Other cities Tampa must Bay be good. Uh, I mean, you know, like, if you're in San Diego, you go, fuck. Can't we be like Tampa a little bit? <laughs> you know, or, exactly. Or, you know, I don't Baltimore or one of the one of these places. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's all, all fans ever want. Steve is a, is a shot. You know, a winning yeah. team, and that's all you have in Tampa. You know, true. Yeah, and we're all thinking that uh, those who are heading to the Stanley Cup playoffs are certainly thinking that as we kind of drive it back to hockey with a few uh, with a few bits and bites, odds and ends mm-hmm. to tackle things. Um, you look at the Calgary Flames, who will not be part of the playoffs this year. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at their stats and their standings. Here in Ottawa, Sens fans are, you know, they could go back. because They didn't miss the playoffs by much here. You go back and find three or four games. If they had won those, they'd be in the playoffs kind of deal. Right. But the regret level in Calgary, James, must Oof. be through the roof when you look at the number of overtime losses. The number of games they lost in either overtime or a shootout totaled 17. 17 times. Right. If they'd taken maybe two or three of those 17 and turned them into Ws, that <laughs> might have made the difference to getting them into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, the regret, James. Yeah. Oh, the regret. Yeah. It's, um, I, I wanted them to get in, actually. I want to. You know, when you have a team that's in the playoffs, when you got your home team in the playoffs, you can kind of drive yourself bonkers going, well, I hope they win because then we end up facing this team. You know, if they get in, then we'll, we take on Winnipeg. And right. and then you go, well, no, if they get in, though, we'll take on L.A. So who do you want to face? You know? Yeah. And in the end, it's like, okay, you're going to bet your last dollar on, on, on the others winning that series. Your last dollar, Steve. Right. No. And then I, I tuned in yesterday to a highlight deal on Winnipeg going, this Hellebuck, man, is, you know, the game changer, dude. The game changer, you know, with, with the Jets. Um, so, so I don't care. You know, I don't, I don't like, I, you know, I don't, I don't care where the Oilers finish in the playoffs. I really don't, right? There's so right. much parody, Steve, in, in the league, you know. What'll be interesting about Calgary is whether they, whether the, the players rally and go, you know, I'm trying. I'm, I'm. I don't know how to put it to you, management, but uh, your your head coach is certifiably insane. <laughs> you know, like like the guy is just so unpredictable, yeah, and so goofy, and 
you know, you, he's a car accident for sure to tune in after with his press conferences. And you just don't know what you're going to get from him. And I think you were the one who agreed too that, that, you know, Kachuk and was it Goudreau, Johnny Hockey, who left? The rumor was they're, they're sick of the coach, you know? Yeah. Right. Sick of the coach. And, and those are big players, you know, big yeah. players. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Reignite your passion for driving at Jim K. Ford. Check out all the latest innovations in the hottest vehicles like the Ford Bronco, Mustang, Maverick, F-150, and more. And for your comfort, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will absolutely say yes to bringing a vehicle to your home or place of work for a demonstration and test drive. Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes. Yeah, and last uh, thought, uh, you know, in, in the big picture, because so many great hockey stories are happening, I don't know that there's anything more impressive than what the Boston Bruins have done this season. Because they won again. Fuck, yeah. Know. They've won seven straight. They have one game left in the season as we speak right now. But just what they have accomplished as far as a record goes mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Like you, people are, you know, making comparisons to the Montreal Canadiens in the 70s. That was not a cap era. That was an era, if you did build something, you could keep it together. In the salary cap era, the Boston Bruins might be as impressive as it gets as far as the season they just had. They have a winning percentage, yeah. a points percentage of 821, James. Yeah. Like they have right now. Six, 64 wins, or regular wins. 64 victories, and who'd put it past them to put a 65th up. But uh, they have 22 points more than the rest of the NHL. The entire NHL, like the next best team, is 22 points back of them. Then you factor in their goals for and against, a plus 127. That is unheard of. I think the next best is 50. uh, Let me see here. I see Jersey at 64. Okay, we call it Dallas at 66. So that's what we're talking about. They're lapping the field in in a lot of different ways and to have a record of 64, 12, and 5, as we speak right now anyway. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. You need to tip your cap to the Boston Bruins and what they've managed to accomplish this year has been one of the best stories in sports. Yeah, we had uh, Cam Neely on the Suspendable show just not too long ago. Oh, he must be beaming. He's like, he's just like, don't jinx me. Don't jinx us, you know, but <laughs> but he's really well-spoken. He had lots to say about it. You can, yeah. you can find that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't well, say they peaked too soon because like they're, like I say, they're rolling. They're nine and one in their last 10 right now. And that's what people say about teams like this. Tampa Bay was awesome a few years ago. I think they got to 60 wins before right. they went on the on the run they're currently on. And then they end up losing to, I think, Tortorella and Columbus in round one and got swept by them. So right. we'll see. We'll see if the Bruins did peak too soon, but they sure don't seem to be when they're nine and one in their last ten. Yeah. Yeah. They might they might they might mop the floor, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take our leave, and I'm going to go watch some Sen uh-huh. Sabres action, watching their finale, wishing they were in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Wallflowers again, James. Wallflowers yes, well, again. Buffalo was right there. Yeah, Buffalo was right there till the last week. Yeah, they're going to be basically yeah, basically two disappointed teams who just recently got mathematically. And uh, yeah, we're wallflowers, and you in Edmonton. I know you like to cut a rug. You're out there. You're out there dancing it up for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm dancing up. Oilers have their last game tonight, too. I think nice. it's against, uh, by the way, I think it's against San Jose. Uh, uh, yeah, check San the Jose. schedule. Uh, interesting, Steve. Yesterday, uh, some talk 
there was a there was a story about so Eric Carlson, mm-hmm. uh, everyone in Ottawa is familiar with him, is having the year of his life, okay, in San Jose. Correct. Okay, you can look him up there. He's like top twelve in points or something. Okay, like got over a hundred, I think. Yep, and I think he's leading everybody in. If I'm not mistaken, are close to leading everybody top three, I think, in uh, five on five scoring, where it's harder to score. Crazy, yeah. So uh, a lot of people are going, well, he's a lock for the Norris. And then some guy said, well, the Norris is for the best defenseman, mm-hmm. Stevie. And and the, the this article was like, you can't you can't give it to him. He's not the best defenseman. He's the best offensive defenseman. But but is his defense as good as other guys, right? And uh, so. Rusty was saying, well, you know what? He always thought they should break it up. The Norris should be two different winners. The, you know, the, the best offensive defenseman and then the, and then the best defenseman. You know? And yeah. you could have a guy win both, maybe, Stevie. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Huh? I'm, I, I have no issue with uh, making a, a scenario where you have best offensive defenseman, best defensive defenseman. And uh, I think I've, I've been saying that for 30 years now. But uh, it really, over the last few years, has really taken off. You know, a Bobby Orr Award, we give that to the best offensive defenseman and the best defensive defenseman. Uh, that continues to be the Norris or whatever. But, uh, yeah, Eric Carlson is in a unique case. Um, Roman Yossi, though, last year, he had a pile of points, and he wasn't seen as an automatic by anyone. It's just the everybody loves milestone when, milestones when it comes to stats. You yeah. get to 100 points, he's the first guy since Brian Leach over 30 years ago to do that and that's hard to turn away from but the reality is the position is called defenseman and right. i don't even think eric carlson is above average as far as defense goes so it's a difficult one right but i think uh, here's he'll win. Something i do think, think about, he'll win here's something to think about before we go steve um with talking about the purchase of the ottawa senators and uh, it's kind of well known. It's a nine hundred million dollar deal. You know, will it will it get to a bill? Um, someone's trying to get that deal signed today, Steve. As I look at Josh Harris, Steve, mm-hmm. okay, fifty uh, eight year old. He's the primary owner of the New Jersey Devils and the uh, Philadelphia seventy sixers of the NBA. Okay, what he's decided to do, Steve, was put in a bid for the Washington Commanders. All right. All right. You ready, Stevie? Okay. We don't, we don't know officially yet, but he's agreed in principle to purchase the Washington Commanders for $6 billion. Oh, my God. $6 billion, Steve. Okay. And that surpasses the Broncos, who I think held the record, but I don't think that was four, $5 six. They were, Yeah. No, it was 4.6. Yeah. Yeah. Six bill, Steve. That's yeah. a lot. Everyone's That's a yeah. lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm running to Bettman right now, going. Please sign, please, please sign that deal for the Sens. I know it's well, different. There, there is a that, guy. But- there is actually. They're not getting that. That's for sure. They they be. I don't think they'll get a billion, but they'll get close. Yeah. But there was a story. Bruce Garriak had a story today. That the Sacramento Kings owner might be interested at this late hour in the bidding process. And I was thinking, well, geez, if that's true, and he's just entering the bidding process now, and the team has been for sale since November. Like if you were one of the, I don't know, they, they said anywhere from half a dozen to 15 bidders were in on this thing. And if I was one of them and I've been in it since day one, since November, going through all the, they, they say this is this first round and then there's a second round. And then all of a sudden last second, you know, Sacramento Kings are welcomed into the equation. I'm not sure I wouldn't be 
a little annoyed by that, whether it's true or not. Like if it's true and you're letting these guys in late, that's not very fair. And if it's not true, well, then it feels like you're playing me to try and get a better price. I don't blame anybody for trying to get the best price for something. I'm not critical of the sends on this, but I, you know, there is that theory of bird in the hand, right? You don't necessarily want to uh, upset guys who have, you know, the Brinks truck idling in the driveway ready to give you all this money. Well, yeah, the great negotiation, Steve, you know, a lot of guys sit in the weeds, right? So, so maybe they get together their group, whoever it is and says, look at our, our our numbers, 1.1. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you you have to pick a number, right? Otherwise, you're you'll drive yourself bananas having to offer, re-offer, counter-offer, and all that shit. So they're, yeah. they're you know the good negotiator Steve sits in the weeds, my friend, sits in the weeds, yep, and watches these guys beat themselves up, and and then and if it's below their number, right, where they're they're you know they say it's a nine hundred million or something right now, and there's six thousand groups who are <laughs> trying to do it, you get you get a guy who just sits there and goes, okay. Hi, uh, I'll jack it. I'll jack it by uh, three hundred million. Yeah, exactly. Right, but he doesn't need to do that right away. So, yeah, uh, just coming at the he, end and go, bam, bang, slap it yeah, on the right. table. This extra three hundred million you talk about. I think there's a scene in Batman where what the hell's the name of Batman and his normal ego? What's mm. Bruce Wayne? Is it? I think Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, Bruce Wayne is um, yeah. Yeah, Batman. So yeah. Bruce Wayne in the tuxedo and stuff, and he's having a little back and forth with this hottie on the other side of the room, 200 million, 300 million, and then Bruce Wayne just rules him with some massive number auction over. So maybe right. Batman is going to buy the Senators. I think that's a good place to end the program. I think it is, yeah. Dan Schneider, by the way, Steve bought Washington for 750 million. Wow, that's a good turnaround. Yeah, I don't think anybody's too happy to see him making that kind of profit. Not a good guy. Not a good yeah, person. No, we don't like him. Yeah, no. We don't like SteveWProject.com is our website. We invite you to check that out, and we invite you to have a fantastic week. We'll be back on Thursday again next time, unless something gets in our way uh, and we get distracted by something shiny. But that's our plan anyway. So thank you for being with us. Don't forget about our Patreon memberships. We appreciate uh, all those as we transfer from daily to weekly we still have a tremendous number of great patreon members so we appreciate that uh james enjoy your week and we'll talk what, to you what's uh, what time are we doing the show tomorrow it's, uh not tomorrow what, what, or not what? daily anymore james not daily oh you can't quit me you miss me <laughs> i can't <quit. laughs> you, 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 you had me out you could take a few days off a week jim <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you next week <laughs> good night everybody we'll see you